a Lifetime original podcast. I put stuff on the internet all the time. And I'm like, I put a picture of Conrad watching Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump today. And I go, well, this could be used against me in a court of law. But I mean, and, and I pray that it, it, at least I hope a court <laughs> shuts down the internet, honestly. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. That is white woman red alert. Red alert. It is Chekhov's academic scholarship in the movie Revenge Porn. I screamed. This is our very first lifetime drone attack. And it is 5 p.m. somewhere. That is that is true. How do you think they made the children? Sexy time. Revenge porn? No. Revenge mom. <laughs> Tell me what is going on right now. What are these photos, I don't baby? know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how. Did you take naked pictures of yourself? Did somebody take pictures of you? No, nobody took photos of me. I took them. They were just supposed to be for me. What, what, why would you do that? Before college, I was going to talk to you about maybe getting my boobs done. What? Why, honey? You're perfect. I, know, I took the photos for the doctor's consultation. I was having fun, and I got a little carried away, okay? But I deleted them, and I never uploaded them to the site. I swear, I deleted them off my phone so nobody could even accidentally see them. This isn't making any sense. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am your host, Megan Gailey, joined this week by an extra special co-host. She is the host of The Ruined Podcast and one of my absolutely favorite people to run into in LA, and that list is short, okay? Please welcome Hallie Kiefer. Oh my God, thank you for having me. Huge fan, stalker-level fan, and I, I was gonna say, we saw each other pretty recently, Megan, but I couldn't tell you where that was. We, like, last Thursday? <laughs> I believe it was at the Dynasty Typewriter. Ah, uh, yes, the beautiful Dynasty Typewriter. You were a guest on the podcast I, I work on, which is Love It or Leave It over at Crooked Media. Mm -hmm. And always incredible to have you as a guest, obviously. And such a fun podcast made even more exciting that night because an episode of The Rookie was being filmed right outside. I mean, it's <laughs> LA, baby. Every time it ha it's happened <laughs> twice and we're all like, oh, come on. And then you walk out, it's like, well, I, I guess know. I should watch The Rookie. Like, it does look fun. Like, there's a lot of stuff. There's fake smoke and stuff. Absolutely. And my nanny did background work on the rookie. I'm like, so then I'm like, well, I need to see her. There's always something happening in LA. And my, that's what they always say. And I've always said that. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether like when the time this comes out, but I, I, I don't, so I don't want to like spoil the time difference. But this weekend is Naomi and Annie's wedding. Yes, which is why they know that's why Naomi. Exactly. Is. Naomi okay, and I are not feuding. Naomi is getting married. I have been in constant contact with her. I will say, uh, and then, um, and that's great for her. But for me, I am having, <laughs> as a forty-year-old uh, late-in-life lesbian, having a true <laughs> mental breakdown about what to wear to a wedding. Like I have not been to a wedding since before the pandemic. I don't. I have so many different things. I'm like, is this what a person wears? And so that's my yeah. crisis leading into the weekend of like having to decide, knowing that you're going to be photographed. We're going to be photographed, Megan. That's daunting to me. Yeah. And I think honestly, given where Naomi is mentally, the fact that any of us are also feeling mm -hmm. anxiety would be so refreshing to her. Okay. I will text um, her Because after this. she is a barrel of anxiety. And so to be like, at like yesterday, she's like, she, she ordered me this like special COVID test because I'm going early to hang out and get oh, ready with God her. God bless you. She's like, I don't know if it's going to come. I go, take it off the list. I'll find yeah. one. If it doesn't come, I will find one. You put Megan COVID test check. It's off the list. Again, we, it, we're in L.A. We could get one. There, we could get our hands on it. Oh, but we're in L.A. You think we're fine weather-wise. There's rain in the forecast. 
She told me to nine the umbrellas have been ordered. And I'm like, they must think you're doing a high school production of Singing in the Rain. <laughs> like, 90 umbrellas. Amazon goes, we got to get down there and see those kids tap dance. Like, that's so and maybe we many umbrellas. And I was going to. And maybe we should, because it would make her feel better. I was saying, like, we put on the production, it'll relieve her stress. Well, we go, I wanted it to rain. <laughs> Actually, I was going to no. tell her blankets. And then I was like, I don't even want to bother her. Because I went to a wedding. I've been to a, a, quite a few weddings recently. Because I do think the people that were like, oh, we're going to do it post-pandemic are now like circling back and half of them are not doing it and I really admire that they're going no the backyard thing was fine and then uh, a half of them are like well it's our turn now you know March 2023 (laughs) here we are and so they are doing it I've had a big dress debacle Mm -hmm. I actually got a like four paragraph apology email from a managing supervisor at Saks Fifth Avenue. So that lets you know how deep in the weeds I am on my dress situation. I imagine that's half of your emails at this point. (laughs) Sincere apologies from Saks. High end brands apologizing. (laughs) Yes. That's the brand. I really, because I've started, I'll do the chat with like the digital customer service person. I actually really enjoy that. Well, at this point, it's just chat GPT, right? Like, that's not a real person anymore. It's just a robot lying to you about your size being available. But they're like, I'm Sasha. And I'm like, hi, Sasha. How are you? What's going on? Where are you coming to me from? Are you following up on Vanderpump Rules scandal? Like, I am talking to them like they're a full-blown Right. And Sasha's like, why did did humans create me? Why am I alive? And I, I kept going, call the distribution center. And Sasha was like, I don't have those privileges. And I go, Sasha. Call the distribution Lean in, center. Sasha. How are you going to rise up the ranks of AI chatbots at this rate? Okay. How are you going to kill me and then have sex with my husband if you are not willing to call a distribution center? Exactly. You're giving your good advice. Now, Hallie, I'm really excited that we're uh, talking tech right now because today's movie Harrowing. also exists on the dark web. <laughs> okay. This genuinely scared me. And if you, if, if anyone wants to listen to Ruin, what one of the things we talk about constantly is my co-host, Alison Libby, another wonderful comedian. Who's one of my best friends. An absolutely fabulous person. She had her identity stolen twice and, um, you know, has been through the ringer. So watching this, I was like, well, yeah, I guess all you have to do is pray that this, the villain in this movie doesn't target you because he seems to then be able to control all technology like he's Magneto. It's terrifying. <sighs> CJ told me he, we've been having some, there's been some issues happening in the neighborhood and so we do have cameras we're on a group chat with all of our neighbors and the other day he's like megan so i was looking back at the cameras and there was a man who took a bag of our recycling out of our recycling bin and he's like have you been shredding i'm like i have not been shredding (laughs) you gotta shred megan i'm literally sitting next to my shredder i am i have that installed in me that like that's the one thing from new york but yeah, so it's like, I don't think it's going to be that guy. Does that make sense? Like, I think it's going to be like, you use a website and somebody steals it off of there. It's not going to be a piece of paper. Not anymore. I don't. I hope not. But I, like, I have a shredder. But then I'm like, well, maybe that guy, maybe he's a fan, you know, and he just wanted some of my junk <laughs> He's fan of your recycling, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So the film that we are covering today is called Revenge Porn. And just that title alone, producer Aisha was like, fingers crossed we're allowed to even cover it because you just hear porn and you go, yes. Like, will it be our most 
<laughs> most downloaded episode. Who knows? I will say when I saw it in the email, I didn't immediately remember that I would be receiving the email. So I just saw the subject revenge porn. Revenge porn. And I'm like, oh, great. This is going to be my life now. <laughs> just my, my horrible topless photos from being 25 or whatever. I should be so lucky. I that's uh, well, yeah, I have a joke about how I'm like, get in my cloud. You think I'm taking bad photos? These are the best photos of me. Get them out there. So this I thought this was going to be a upcoming release. This is actually from 2016. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it feels like, oh, Lifetime's ahead of their time. Because I don't think in 2016 revenge porn was in the zeitgeist the way it is. Like someone left Congress over revenge porn. Like it is. It is impacting our society. They were really on top of the curve. Like, they were ahead of it. And we were all catching up to Lifetime, which is kind of, I I like that. It's refreshing. Mm -hmm. Okay. 18-year-old Peyton Harris's life is turned upside down when private photos of her are posted to the revenge porn site xmyx.com. To protect her daughter at all costs, Peyton's mother launches her own full-scale investigation to restore her daughter's reputation and plan the ultimate takedown. Incredible. Without any further ado, Hallie, we got to get into it. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This film is brought to us by A Real One Productions. Now, Naomi and I, as I'm sure you and Allison have in the horror world, you have these studios, these production companies where you see it. In your world, it's probably the A24s, the Sonys. Mm-hmm. In the Lifetime world, it's Mar Vista and a real one. When we see those, we go, we're in good hands. We're talking high quality Lifetime joints here. And this was high quality. I was genuinely scared. I genuinely was like, this is upsetting to me in a way that like a fun, like a murder wouldn't be. Terrorizing a family and a teenage girl, I was, I me up. Yeah. Okay, so we open on a teen girl squeezing her boobs in the mirror and she's got like she's got big hooters in it mm-hmm. and then we realize she's actually stuffed her bra with socks and then I go okay that's more like it <laughs> that like it made me I was like wait this is how this is how teen girls are built now I can't handle this well so this actress is like tw- 29 like this is they that's are what I'm, we're getting yes, a 30 year old teen for sure when we see this and and I know it's gonna be about a teen girl when we open and I see her I go I'm uncomfortable I don't want to be watching this intimate moment for this teenager but yeah. Yes, she is. I'm hoping at least 24 or at least she can like rent a car. Let's hope. And then we see that she is on the Internet. She's looking at breast implant consultations. Oh, boy. Now, I see it less in L.A., but sometimes I, I, I see it in Indiana. I see it when I'm on the road doing stand up. You will see like billboards and it's like thirty five hundred dollar breast augmentation. And I'm like that. That's like. I don't think those are the ones you should get. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Don't. If you're going to get them, don't get them in rural Indiana. I think that's a great policy. Oof. I will say watching this, I, I think maybe the other thing that was making this so haunting is like, as someone who was a teen girl and absolutely hated my body and looking back, like had a beautiful, bo- normal human body. Like, I feel I'm going to say this as someone who w- used to be tra- more traditionally hot. 
this movie made me mad on behalf of hot girls everywhere. Because like uh-huh. even being incredibly beautiful and having a per- like a perfect body, traditional ten, traditional ten, we're still like the the, the patriarchy puts in our mind. Well, you have to work on something, you know. So what it's like I you could be beautiful. What can I fix? Giant jugs. It's like can mm-hmm. can not even the hottest among us can be safe from this. And I've enraged yes. on their behalf. I know. So we cut between this wholesome image of a teen trying to buy bigger boobs to a hooded figure typing in a dark room. And he's on the dark web because you see, like, it's not the computer screen you see. It's got, like, green. Oh, <laughs> like, it's, got, even, it's the Matrix. There, He's yes. in the Matrix. It, it, like, I don't know how to describe it when I see it. I go, Mr. Robot, this yes. isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And it looks very, it looks like coding, I think. <laughs> yes. But again, I don't know. But then I'm also wondering, sir, I'm imagining a sir, you're inside alone. Why are you hooded? <laughs> right. I guess you, like, get in the mood. Yeah. Like, it's just, I go, wow, this person's so nefarious that when even they're committing their bad acts, they need to be incognito in their, like, lair. Exactly. It reminded me of, as someone who grew up in the 90s, like, the movie The Net with um, Sandra Bullock, where it's, like, the idea of the internet is, like, almost kind of, like, dramatic in, like, an interesting way when it really is just somebody typing on a computer. And so I was like, oh, it's the net for perverts, but it's like, ah, what isn't the net entirely for perverts. They, this is his exactly. domain. It's the pervert's domain. Yes. And and I have watched like half a documentary about 8chan. Oh, girl. So I do, I'm like, this is what I imagine it is. Yeah. Like, whatever, but I don't, I don't even think it needs, but I, I glad, I'm glad that they tipped their hat to us to be like, this is tech. Because then I go, I don't get it. Okay. So then we're back with the team. We come mm-hmm. back to her. Now she's taking topless photos. Before she had like a little bralette. Now she has topless we do not see any nip she is covering Mm -hmm. them classy and she's she's taking these photos and she is loving them so i did like that like she's not looking at them and being like "Hmm." she's taking them and being like okay girl work it like america's next top model we cut to her parents downstairs and they are so waspy and the kitchen is top notch like naomi's gonna be devastated she missed this Nancy Myers kitchen. Honestly, before I uh, obviously Megan takes notes and then I I read them while watching the movie. Before I even saw your notes, I was like, "Well, that's a kitchen. We yes. know immediately what kind of family this is. A family who can cook, put together and afford this kind of kitchen, and that they're cooking in. Yes. Like the mom is cooking in varying degrees of fashionable outfits and like mm-hmm. making well-rounded, nutritious items. So the parents are downstairs. The the mom, um, who we come to know is Elaine, is like, get Peyton down for dinner. So the dad FaceTimes her. And she's nude. But she, like, puts a robe on. And is like, okay, fine, dad. I'll be down in one second. And, and you get the impression that they all like each other and get along for her being a teen daughter. So she <laughs> yeah. uploads the photos to her computer. And then she deletes them from her phone. And I, like, I saw that and I go... No, didn't know you're supposed to do that. (laughs) She's already ahead of me. Oh, girl, I keep getting messages that my iCloud is full and I have to like pay more. And I'm like, I don't even know what's in there. Like, I'm going to have to log in and be like, where are these photos? From what time period are these photos from? I couldn't tell you. It's horrific to think about. We're talking Obama era. Okay, so Peyton goes downstairs to see her parents for dinner. And we in... Four seconds, find out everything about Peyton. Mm-hmm. She is going to her dream college that is called Dunforth. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And they're like, 
making it, it's obviously supposed to be Dartmouth, <laughs> like, or an Ivy League-esque and that they just couldn't name. And I love, like, every every movie, Lifetime movie has expository lines that, like, sum everything yes. up, but it's like, no human ever talks. And they're like, embrace her. They're like, it's our beautiful daughter who's going to her dream school on academic scholarship, just so we know Thank that you. the scholarship is going to come up later. Like, it's like, yes. we, it is Chekhov's academic scholarship in the movie Revenge Porn. And I am pro-academic scholarships but oh. I am not pro them for girls like Peyton mm-hmm. like if you saw Peyton's kitchen then you go no you know maybe not a full ride if yeah. you want to knock off a couple grand but like they got the money and they only got one kid so it's like let, let's send the academic scholarship to a, a little more need based I think we could do I completely agree yeah yeah like I know someone who got a full ride for sailing and it's like no 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 they, they don't need that's, it that's if you if you sail, you should pay the school. Like you mm-hmm. should not be taken care of. To go you also there. should be able to ride a boat around campus. Like you yeah. you have to pay for, but then you put wheels on a boat and you could drive it around. That seems like a fair trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can pick up people and make some extra money <laughs> that way. Okay, so Peyton has been invited to a party, which we're kind of getting the sense is a rarity for her, even mm-hmm. though she is, what we said, a traditional 10. A stunner. Like, I mean, like, if if somebody went to your school, it'd be like, no one talks about anyone but her. Like, she would be yes. the Regina George, but, like, actually is nice and very smart. And models on the side. And you do kind of want it, if there had been a moment of, like, oh, wow, like, I really blossomed, like, oh, you blossomed yes. in the last couple months or like you were a nerd and like you finally went through puberty and now everyone's like, whoa. I got my braces off. Yes. Something like that. Even that would have been good. Yeah. Yes. But it's just like, well, Peyton's finally being invited somewhere and it's like, okay, I know, yeah. this is wild. Okay. So Peyton meets up with her friend, Audrey. Everyone mm-hmm. is drinking and Peyton isn't like, no, I won't drink. So I was like, okay, Peyton's kind of cool. Yeah. And so Pey- <laughs> Peyton was a nobody until she got into Dunforth, which is so... Because <laughs> there were kids that there were kids from my grade, friends of mine who went to Harvard, who got into Yale, and that was a rarity at our high school, and it did not make them more popular. <laughs> I guarantee you that. I went to like a public school in Northeast Ohio. I no one gave a shit. Like I don't remember no. even people who, like there were a handful of people who got into Harvard or whatever. I don't remember anyone talking about it or caring no. about it. Like that was just not a thing. Not at all. Not at all. Like, it was like, oh, you're going to college? A loser. A loser. So she is also, like, we clock, she's editor of the yearbook. She is, like, tired of high school, though. She can't wait to be going to Dunforth. And then Peyton's like, oh, my God, I forgot to ask Audrey. Like, did you get in? And I... When I heard that, I was like, oh, I think Peyton maybe sucks. Yeah, it was not a good look. Considering, like, what else do you guys talk about? Like, I just imagine that's something that, like, if you were waiting to hear back every day, you're like, did you get it? Did you get it? And then to be to like, oh, I got it. And, oh, right. My one friend didn't ask her about it. Yeah, it wasn't great. Especially when you find out they've had this plan to go there together and, like, be roommates. It's like, you didn't even check in. So Audrey got waitlisted. Fingers crossed for Audrey. I was going to say, I'm kind of on her side at this point. I'm on Audrey's side. I am too. I like Audrey. So then a cute guy named Dominic, and I say cute because he has longer hair. Mm -hmm. And in Lifetime, that's the way to signal. Hunk. So Dominic (laughs) comes over. He's waiting to hear from Stanford. Now, when I heard them say Stanford, I go, why couldn't we have said another real college that she was going to? That is an excellent question. (laughs) Like, we we couldn't have said Brown. That wouldn't have been allowed. So they do some high school flirting. You look really, uh, pretty tonight. <laughs> I, I mean, you always look pretty, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Thank you. 
And then it leads to a montage of them dancing, taking shots. Peyton is finally letting loose. And I'm actually like really loving being at this can't hardly wait scene. Yeah, it was incredibly sweet. Again, the fantasy of high school when in reality, you're just so, at least for me, terrified and standing in the corner. Yes. Yes. No, every like at this party, everyone's being included. I'm like, okay, this is yeah. this is fiction. So Peyton goes to leave and then Dominic kisses her. Oh boy. So next morning, Peyton's mom is cooking. None of this is really important to the film, but I just want to touch down on the fact that the mom is cooking breakfast in a button-down and a silk scarf. Absolutely. And Peyton, Peyton comes down very obviously hungover and the parents have like such a good attitude about it where they're just like singing loud they're kind of trying to bother her and I'm like this is cool I feel like they they are we are setting up such a high level of function in order to yeah. for them to say well this family Tear will survive because some horrible shit's about to happen yes okay so Audrey and Peyton are upstairs in her room Audrey is like looking at social media and being like oh my god you're all over social media from last night and I'm like what is this page six like <laughs> she's just acting like it's such a big deal and when I see Audrey on Peyton's computer I'm immediately like oh no I don't like this where this is going so Peyton goes into the bathroom and Audrey is left alone with the computer but all we see is that Peyton gets a text from Dom, who is also the quarterback. So that's big. And then they go to a movie together. So you don't see anything nefarious happen. She's just like, you got a text. And then she comes out and answers it. So now they're at school. Audrey is like giving Peyton a pep talk. She's such a good friend. I feel like Audrey is a really, really good friend. And I'm really hoping that the revenge porn does not come from her. I hear what you're saying. Um, At the same time, there is this ambient jealousy. There is this like wow, everyone's talking to Peyton. And so it is both. She seems to be a great friend, but then who knows what will happen to friendship when suddenly you realize, wait a minute, my friend is the hottest person to ever exist at school. But like what teen girl friendship does not have some element of jealousy? You're Whether it's right. like your parents got you a car mm-hmm. or like you have a pool. Like there's always something that you're like, wow, I wish my hair could curl like that. You're you're pining. Right. I'm still doing it and I'm damn 37 <laughs> years old. Absolutely. Okay, so Peyton is outside studying. She gets an email and the sub Subject line is Peyton Harris nude pic. In the moment that she is receiving it, we also see that everyone else is receiving it in school. So we get to experience both her revelation and then we know we're a beat before her. Everyone else is about to find out that, of course, her nudes, her topless photos that she took in her, her room have been disseminated not simply to the entire school, but everyone whose contact she has on Facebook, anyone whose email is connected to her at all, it has been blasted to them. Yes. All of those photos. Yes. Audrey rushes out, and the good friend that I think she is, they have this exchange. What's going on? I just got this email. I don't know. I don't understand who got these photos. Who sent that email? The sender ID was blocked. I didn't... Where are you going? No. Why? Why are there naked pics of you? Where did they come Pictures from? Pictures were on my phone. I deleted them so that this wouldn't happen. Were they for that plastic surgery site? Yes. But I didn't even post them to the site. I just had them on my computer. They were private. They were just for me. I don't understand. Who got these photos? How did they get sent out to everyone? This is so messed up. Okay. So this is, I mean, this is level 10. Like, these girls are like, ah! I can't imagine a worse thing happening to 
a duo of teen girls. <laughs> like, they're rattled. And I also feel like if it was me, I would immediately assume that I had done that. Like, I would be like, oh my God, somehow I I emailed every all of these topless photos to everyone yes. at the internship I had last year. You know, like, I would assume, blame myself immediately. Well, at least uh, Peyton has the wherewithal to be like, no, I'm actually very smart. I wouldn't have done that. I've been that. hacked. Unfortunately, yes. while they're having that conversation, everyone is turning and pointing and laughing at them, which is like what you think high school, like the, every day of high school, I was like, please, nobody turn and point and laugh at me. And right. then it's happening. Yes. There's even like a teacher. <laughs> like, there's like an elderly man who like is looking at his phone and then looking at Peyton like he's disgusted with her. And I'm like, sir, you need to delete those photos. <laughs> and like, you need to help her not be scolding her. Right. And that does sort of set the president of at least the, the adults of the school. Treat her like one a pariah. And it's like, this cannot be the first time this has happened. Like a high school. Now I imagine it is constantly trying to manage whose nudes are being passed around. Like if once kids have phones, like it, I'm sure this is constantly a problem, but maybe in 2016, maybe we weren't there yet. No, it's, it's truly scary. And, and Audrey even says the photos were posted on Facebook and you're like, Oh boy. I, I bet this is like what schools mostly have to deal with Absolutely. is like, School shooter drills, sadly, and nudes being posted. Like, I I bet, do they even test children anymore? They don't have time. It's simply managing the nudes. You made it through a day and your tits haven't been seen by everybody. So, like, you get an A. (laughs) And so, of course, Peyton panics, freaks out, runs out of the school, mortified. And I just want to say to any young person or any person our age, but it's like, you know, Megan, I, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, but like we've been on the internet for 25 years, right? We've been on mm-hmm. for a quarter century. I have seen countless nude people doing all sorts of stuff online. I don't remember a single one of them. I wouldn't yeah. remember if I like if they applied for a job. So in case you're someone who like, oh no, my nudes are out there. Please know one, I saw them and I don't remember. And two, it would never, I would never judge someone for something like that. I would no. never not hire them. But that's what we were told as teens. It was like, if you f up one time, the internet's forever. Meanwhile, if, if you try to Google something in the last six months, the internet is breaking down. Like, links don't work anymore. It's not like, I, and I, not that this is not, uh, revenge porn doesn't still happen, but like, just for your wherewithal as a listener, it, like, that's not how the internet works anymore. Like, literally every day, I'm like, I, I don't remember what happened yesterday, you know? Yes. I would also like to clarify that these photos are very tame. Now, granted, she very. is an 18-year-old girl, mm-hmm. but they are, she the she has underwear on. She is, like, kind of, it's, it's almost, like, girlish. Like, the, she's just sort of posing in front of her bedroom mirror with her maid bed behind her in her, like, clean room. And I'm sure you're seeing her, like, little tiny boobs. Well, I will say, the, it does remember, I remember being on Tumblr and somebody posted, like, a photo of them in, the, in their underwear. And then, which was, like, totally fine. That's what Tumblr was. But then behind them, their dog was taking a shit on the ground. And so then right. everyone was like, oh, my God, girl. So it wasn't even about the the sort of, right. like, underwear photo. It was about, like, everyone could the see poop. your dog's poop. And that right. was, like, to see that, it was jarring, you know. The human body, great. Who cares? To see a dog pooping behind you, that's devastating. So Elaine, Mom Elaine is at home. She is, she has a bottle of wine with, like, a giant glass out. And it's, like, fourth period. So I'm like, I think it's, like, noon. <laughs> I think she is white-knuckling it because I made the same thing. It's, like, is an empty glass a full open bottle of wine? And I feel like she's, like, 
for like counting down like the seconds till it hits 5 yes. p.m. 5 p.m. like in a different time zone. Like, right, like, yeah, well, in Thailand. It's 5 p.m. on the East Coast, so mountain time. Yeah, we'll do it. And it is 5 p.m. somewhere. That is that is true. Yes. So she's talking to Dad David on the phone. They're the type of family who eats homemade lemon shrimp linguine regularly, just mm-hmm. to give you a sort of I know we're really driving it home. Also, the actress who plays Elaine is incredible. Like, she is blonde perfection. She has been in Bombshell, Joy. She is gorgeous and such a good actress. I loved her in this role. And I was so happy that she sort of ends up being really the driving force of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Elaine gets an email of the nude photos. And then so does Dad David at work. Mom starts crying and knocks over her afternoon wine. And then Dad stands up like his life is over. They they react so, like... It is like where as a child, with this kind of thing happens, you're like, please, all I can ask is my parents like remain semi-calm. They yes. go to an 11 immediately. Yes. Like they react like they have been told that their daughter is missing. And here's the thing, Megan, that I, I wanted to ask, like, how would you feel if Conrad, when he's 18, if his news leaked, how would you handle it? Because they act like it's like, well, our daughter, yeah, our daughter has been kidnapped. We're never seeing her again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even like, I do think a, I do think a penis is different different than boobs like we we could all agree on that I just am like I know that my parents have seen my stand-up and like I say the I say things way crazier than if they ever saw my boobs on the internet that's true. and they're like we are proud of you we think you're funny so I'm like I don't know I, but th- these are like the waspiest people you've ever seen mm-hmm. so yes. I do think there's an element of like what are the neighbors gonna say absolutely which leads me to David's boss comes in and he's like the whole office got the email and the boss is like mad he is like accusatory and it's like yeah I think you do need to go home while like co-workers cross in the background looking at David like he is a pedophile but also it's like as if he would have done that intentionally to what end like to get fired like they are <laughs> acting like how could you do this he's like what I don't even know what happened what are you talking about <laughs> And then, of course, they all can be at home. As soon as Elaine and Peyton are face-to-face, Elaine, I I wrote, uh, when your child is in crisis, maybe there's a better response than absolutely freaking out at her. Like, she's basically like, how could this have happened? It's like, I'm, Peyton's like, I'm basically a child. Like, I am 18, but I'm in high school. Like, I don't know. And then she has to explain, like, I was taking photos because I was thinking about getting my boobs done. And their mom's like, you have a beautiful body. And it's like, well, thank you, mom. But now that right now is not that helpful, you know? Right. Oh, my gosh. So Peyton reiterates she deleted these photos, that she did not do this, that they must have gotten hacked out of her computer. And then they get a message on their iPad for a website called xmyx.com. Like their slogan is, your ex screwed you. Screw that skank right back. Bitches be going down. And the invite came from a guy named Carl Cook. And Carl <laughs> is, I will say this, when eventually we meet Carl, a perfectly, like, perfect casting. Like, the most, like, yes. wall-eyed, blonde, psycho-looking person who is terrifying. And there is something, because, like, obviously we now have revenge porn laws, at least in some states, where, like, you can be prosecuted for this kind of thing. But it all do- is of a piece with, like, the Andrew Tates of the world, where it's like, yes. it is difficult to understand. I mean, granted, again, I mean, four-year-old late-life lesbian, it's hard to understand why someone would do this, right? Like, to just maliciously try to ruin a young woman's life just for the hell of it. It's like, that's I like that's more evil than the Joker in my mind. Like, at least the Joker, I'm like, I understand even like an existential argument. This is just like, oh, you're such a piece of shit. You 
are you exist to cause terror in a, in women's lives, right? Yeah, and and I think it's one of those things where these type of men and like evil people that do this, they deduce women down to just sexuality. Yeah. And so they go, oh, I can weaponize their sexuality against them because they're not worth anything else. And it's like, okay, but like, I don't really care. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's, I feel like we're in a better place now, but like in 2016, where it is like the idea that it's inherently embarrassing for a woman to be seen nude or like that somehow yes. it's like doing to her is such a misogynistic, like, patriarchal concept that I feel like we have some understanding just because everybody's new on the internet. Like, again, it's existed for 30 years. Like, there's going to be nude people who then later have to get jobs. But it's crazy. We also know now it's like, oh, someone, if a famous person, I remember mm-hmm. like Jennifer Lawrence's nudes were leaked. And then I was like, oh, okay, then I'm not going to look at them. Like that, so I know that they were taken. And, and, and we're getting ahead of ourselves because that's what Peyton is trying to communicate is like, I am Jennifer Lawrence. And they're like, oh, yes. you are Peyton. So this link, this invite link to xmyx.com has gone to everyone, including their pastor. And I oh. am really dying with laughter because I'm like, <laughs> what? We got to get down to that pastor and be like, you need to delete these because who knows what you're going to be up to. Oh, yeah. Whatever's on that pastor's computer is way worse. So Elaine and David, mom and dad, they are like really fighting. She wanted to get her breast done. Did you know about No, this? David, I did not. Just calm down. You need to do something. Well, she has never, listen, she's never been in trouble before. She's already an adult. I mean, let's just focus on fixing the problem. Elaine, there's no fixing it. These photos are for the whole world. See, even Mr. Tate. Well, then the he email. should understand that he has a daughter. It can happen to anyone. Yeah, anyone who takes pictures of themselves. Naked. Like, the family has immediately turned on each other, is ripping each other apart. Peyton is crying upstairs. And then she starts getting texts or seeing comments that are calling her a slut, a fat ass. And I go, oh, they must have ripped these straight from the comments on my stand-up videos. Oh, yeah. And as a fat ass and an aspiring slut, I was deeply <laughs> offended for her. But it also does make sense. Where it's like, oh, you're new on the internet. Ergo, you're a slut. And also, like, she's not fat in any way. But, of course, as a go-to insult for any woman... You're a fat yes. ass. It's like someone who is yes. empirically not a fat ass. It's still something you could say to hurt their feelings. Yes. And it does hurt her. Of course. <laughs> She's like, she puts headphones in. She's like, I can't. Yeah. So mom calls the police. She tells them what happened. And then they're like, she's 18. We can't do anything. Classic lifetime. Yeah. They're like, listen, if she was 17, well, we'd be sending those photos around the office. No, they say they could do something. <laughs> they're like, it's beyond our jurisdiction. But they do have a cyber crimes department. So- at this point, it's just sort of the family insulated with each other. The mom has now stopped yelling at Peyton and it's like, we're going to solve this. You're going to be okay. This is We're going to get to the bottom of this. The dad is still very angry and yelling at Peyton and mad at Peyton. Yeah. And I think, again, we do this with women all the time where it's like, he's like, this is your fault because you took those photos, right? Versus who would hack these photos and use them against my teen daughter? That's his first instinct. And right. again, he's like, nothing on the internet is private anymore. You should know that. It's like, yes, I do know that. I am also still a teenager. Like, sure, I can empirically know something. I still wanted to take photos of my boobs, you know? I put stuff on the internet all the time. And I'm like, I, I put a picture of Conrad watching Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump today. And I go, well, this could be used against me in a court of law. But I mean, and and I pray that it, it, at least I hope a court <laughs> shuts down the internet, honestly. <laughs> and the thing I want to bring up that made me think of, and what complicates this, I mean, it's not 2016 anymore, but now that it's 2023 is deep fake porn. Have you seen like these deep fakes where they are using like what the one I saw this? I didn't look at the porn. I'm just saying like the headlines literally putting like Emma Watson's face on porn and then it looks incredibly realistic. So then it's like yeah. at that point, that's not me. 
That's not me. I go, that's deep fake. Somebody photoshopped that. That's not me. And then I would have someone take my face and put it on like Emrata's body and go, uh, they got me. That's my real one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this bag and body? Yeah, this is my baby. <laughs> So as, like, the family is researching and going through stuff, the mom calls this revenge porn. They finally get to, like, the term revenge porn, and that's what's happening. But, like, Peyton doesn't have any exes, so that's what's sort of confusing. The mom calls revenge porn a pandemic. And when I heard that and knew that this was from 2016, I go, Elaine, you don't even know what's coming. And it was nice. Like, eventually, the David, the dad, does sort of get on board. And it was like, you're yes. right. This is not your fault. Like, you're my child. We're going to find this, and we are going to make them pay. You know, and they do have this moment, you know, where you're like, okay, good. We're all back together. We are bonded together. And it really only took like 12 hours. And I actually do think that's a pretty realistic turn of events when it comes to parents handling a teen daughter. Mm -hmm. I imagine the mom is like, okay, I'm with you. And the dad is like, what? And then has to go, Ugh. I would like to clock that David is an architect. And mm -hmm. that is the most common job in Lifetime films. And in horror movies, like if there's a husband who's not, who's not going to be around the whole time in yes. a horror movie, he is an architect. Absolutely. Uh, and our listeners have heard me say it, and I'll say it again. It's not a real job. We know no one who has it in real life, but it is the best movie job. We probably don't know them because they're too busy direct They're too busy architecting. That's, they're just in the lab or wherever they have yeah. to be. They've got their own crew. So Peyton goes to school with her parents, and everyone is staring. And I would be like, look away, you loser. I can't. If someone bullies Conrad, it's going to be really hard for me to not fight them. So they meet with the principal. The principal is a woman, and she blames Peyton at first, too. Yeah, I wrote, it must be hard to be a principal when you absolutely hate children. This is a very distressing time for all of us. Peyton's situation has disrupted the entire school. Hold on, wait a second. Wait, this is not Peyton's fault, okay? She's the victim here. I do apologize, Mr. Harris. I don't mean to point the finger solely at Peyton. But do you understand how many incidents like this occur at Walnut Grove? So and these kids aren't making it easier for any of us either by sharing every detail of their lives. They don't realize that this stuff doesn't just go away. Yeah, but my computer was hacked and those photos were stolen. They were just my private photos. But did you take the photos? Oh, yeah. Did you send them to a boyfriend and forget or to Shutter Mug as a Peyton joke? Peyton doesn't have a boyfriend. Okay, this is ridiculous. David, just hold on. Mr. Harris, I'm simply trying to find out how this happened and what we can do to help Peyton move forward. She comes at Peyton so hot. It's like, are you sure you didn't take the photos and then send them to a boyfriend and forget? Even if she did, that's allowed. Right. Even if she took the photos and uploaded them, that is also allowed. And this is your golden child who's going to Dunforth University. So mom thinks she shouldn't be going to school and dad and the principal are like, no, she needs to keep going. Like, we don't want her to fall behind in classes. We can't let like this psycho win, whatever. So now Mom and Peyton are at the cyber crimes department, and the detective is an actor named Lachlan Monroe. I call him a legend in my notes. Legend's probably a little strong, but he is a dad on Riverdale. He mm -hmm. has been in every single CSI, <laughs> and he was in the iconic film Scary Movie. 
Come on now. A legend. Also, someone who I immediately recognize and then did not know his name until t- this very moment. It's like he's he's our generation's character actor. You know, like, no, when I saw him, I go, well, I'm going to need a lot more of him in this film mm-hmm. because he it, he just has that face. And I'm guessing you watched maybe the first season of Riverdale as I did. Yes, absolutely. So Lachlan is the detective of the cyber crimes unit. He says there's no online privacy. It's impossible to prove a crime has been committed, especially since Peyton is now 18. And I do think this is the frustration with these crimes in real life, too. It's like hard to prove it like it's it ends up being her word against his. And we all know how that goes in the legal system. Yeah. And it is like this idea that um, say with like cyber stalking where the, the the cops are so far beyond like behind where it's like, what's well, just online? Yeah. We can't do anything when it's online. It's like, well, the world's online now. So right. we got to figure out how to do that. So they're back at home. They're going through the pictures that everyone got. And then mom pulls up Carl Cook, the guy who made the website X My X, And he gives his incel manifesto. And I started X My X when me and a couple of buddies were hanging out getting trash because I'd just been dumped. This bitch had burned me bad and I wanted revenge. No, we had this domain we were working on, but it wasn't going anywhere. We just thought it'd be funny to throw a couple nude pics of my ex bitch up on this site. And then I had this massively clever idea of attaching it to her Facebook and Twitter pages. And that opened up phone, email, everything. Everything. Click one button. Those pics are sent off and she was screwed. My coding was so genius. And then from there, it just kind of blew up. The rest is history. I mean, they went down to January 6th and they said, give us your blondest. And they said, we'll give you this guy. And that is the actor playing Carl Cook. He's incredible. And this is exactly, it's like, uh, an incel. Like, this guy must go out for every role that's like, we need an incel. And he's crushing it. Like, he he yes. absolutely was incredible. He's going to be booking for a while. And then we get to have this moment where Elaine finally becomes what you want her to, which is a vigilante. Like, she is stepping into her role as mother and mother as a woman driven. Revenge porn? No, revenge mom. She says they're going to appeal to the website server to have them just take the website down. And then next morning, we have happy music. Elaine is finally back cooking breakfast. And she is able to get the website server to take Peyton's pictures off of X My X. And she has served a cease and desist to Carl Cook. The family is thrilled. They celebrate. And then Peyton and her mom go for a speed walk. That's Elaine's form of exercise, which I find hard to believe. And then they get another email subject line. Sucks to be Peyton Harris right now. They race home. The pictures are back on the site. And now there's more of them. So the devastation begins all over again. It's even worse this time. And Audrey calls and says that everyone at the school got them again. And there is this moment where they, her, where Elaine's basically like, run back to the house. And they run back there. And that's the problem with the internet is like, you could run wherever. Mm-hmm. The internet's going to be there waiting for you. You can run, but you cannot hide. And Carl Cook takes it up a notch because he prints out all the p- pictures and then writes cease and desist this and covers their lawn and the whole neighborhood with it. Very much in the mean girl sense when they threw mm-hmm. the burn book everywhere. So it's like, yes, the, it, like 
the internet is actually worse than this, but he's like, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you where the youngins see it and the oldins. It also implies he knows where their house is. Like, it's like, that's also terrifying. It's like, oh, this guy came to your house. And we get, like, what honestly, I thought was kind of genuinely scary. Like, a shot of Elaine with no shoes on all fours trying to pick up all these papers out of the middle of the street in a full panic, which you absolutely, that's absolutely what you'd be doing. And then, in a weird move, Elaine and David make Peyton go to school. And I was that like, day. I don't know, man. I think you get to like, yeah, like give her a week or something. <laughs> After that, where they printed out and they came to your home. It just seems like he, this guy's escalating in a way where it's like, she doesn't need to be separate from you right now. No, I think Elaine was like, you got to go to school because this gave her her moment to begin her true detective board on yes, Carl Cook. Perfect. Because now she's like, she we, we find out that she used to be a history, high school history teacher. And now she's a stay-at-home mom, even though her daughter is fully grown. But she's like, I'm going to use all my high school history skills to begin my investigation. So she calls it her cyber command center. And then she, we do see that she's been getting threatening texts. They name her specifically. They call her Elaine. They know where she lives. And then there are even more photos taped to the door. So it's like every step where she says, I'm taking this into my hands, like as a vigilante, you said, Carl Cook takes a step more aggressively and says, I'm going to make your life worse then. So Elaine finds herself at a coffee house and she has arranged to meet other women that this has happened to. She is now doing the police's job. So she interviews them. She hears their stories. These women have lost jobs. They've had reputations ruined. And one woman had custody of her children taken away. And that is the woman, Jane, who agrees to help Elaine because her life has essentially been ruined by this. And I just, again, we've already said this, but it is morally and ethically wrong to punish people for having nude photos or sex tapes or anything like that online. But that is what happens. And that is what is so insane is like you can vilify someone for, in Jane's case, as we find out later, a, a sex tape. You can vilify someone for their sexuality to the point where they lose custody of their children. That's disgusting. Their children? It's like, how do you think they made the children? Sexy time. Okay, so like you said, Peyton's at school, which is a bad idea. Kids are being terrible to her. The teacher sends her to the library and then tells the class they should be ashamed of themselves. And I go, that's a good teacher. Golden apple for him. So Audrey is also in the library. Peyton starts venting to her about how unfair all of this has been. And Audrey is like, well, don't you feel like you're kind of partly responsible? Which is not a good thing to say. She accuses Peyton of playing the victim. And Peyton storms out of the library, rightfully so into the sympathetic arms of Colin, which was a guy we, like, clocked at the party for a second. He tells Peyton, like, that this all sucks for her. He says, girls suck. And then Peyton is like, thank you so much. He says he's got her back. Then he pins her up against the wall and says this. I want you to know how much I love the pictures of you. They're really hot. just can't stop looking at them. What? You wanted the attention, now you got it. Can't wait to see the goods up close and personal. Stay away from me, you ass! That you hear is from him being doubled over because Peyton need him in the balls. That's right, girl. The way he delivers, he says the word bitch when he says it and he goes, bitch! (laughs) And it's so satisfying to hear like a groan bitch. After someone's been eating the balls. That's, it was really a, a, a wonderful touch. I do feel so bad for Peyton. And like, uh, it's just, I, I, at this point, I'm like, 
I think she just needs to have all of her work sent home. Like, I get that they're like, we can't mm-hmm. let him win, but these kids are being terrible. I also like to think that kids are not this terrible, but I don't know. I guess I'll see soon I know. Enough. I don't know. So Elaine and the other women, they've set up a little headquarters at the gorgeous house, and they are trying to look for a common link between the women who were hacked and this Carl Cook guy. Because basically they're saying it did start as people uploading photos of their ex, and then traffic mm-hmm. on the site dipped, and then women were hacked, and those photos were put up, and because those were photos that they thought were never going to be out there, traffic to the site majorly increased. Which is so vile that, like, it is so specifically about, like, the fact it's non-consensual. Like, that's the entire point. Because, like, yeah, if you want to see a picture of a nude woman, guess what? The internet is full of them. It's specifically to get off on the fact that you're stealing from these women. And we know this because we get another video from Carl Cook, which at this point is like the Joker. Like, having like talking to Batman, like, releasing videos about what he's going to do to Gotham. And he's, like, uh, telling women to put down their phones and close their legs. And unfortunately, this is all happening when Peyton and her dad are having what I would kind of describe as a kind of a romantic dinner. Romantic, yeah. (laughs) There's a white tablecloth. It feels Italian. And they get a mess. Uh, Peyton gets a threatening text. So not only, again, he has her phone number and that he's screwing with their lives. And in the text, it says, Mommy Dearest needs to back off. So he knows that Elaine is working to, again, having taken down the photos, they got put back up. But he's basically saying, now your mother is going to be my problem. Yes. Which terrifying. If you're a teenage girl, you're like, no, please. I don't know if I made this clear enough. Elaine is really hot. And I do think that's important to note until we get deeper into the film. And you know what? On that note, after their romantic dinner and me informing you that Elaine is hot, let's take a little break, a little breather, and then we'll be right back with the revenge porn. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we are back, and so are David and Peyton at home. They show Elaine all of this, and then it comes out that Elaine has been getting these messages. Now, she had not told them that because she didn't want to worry them, and now the family starts to turn on each other again. So it's mm-hmm. like it really – he that's that's when he wins is when he is able to break up the Harris clan. In fact, luckily, Peyton is basically like breaks in. It's like, I need this fighting to stop. I am here to help you. We are going to figure this out. So now Peyton is stepping into her own – as a, a young woman. Unfortunately, we then see the next day, Elaine is going to get coffee. Again, we are in Seattle. Dave's an architect. And um, Elaine, it, it, she's a white woman. She's going to get she's coffee every to. day. 
Megan, her card gets declined. Okay, that's so, that is white woman red alert. Red alert. So then she goes, that's okay. I got another one. Don't worry about it. Unfortunately, we also see Carl furiously typing. And I like that in this shot, we see that like, there are like multiple keyboards, multiple computers, and like an iPad. So I'm assuming like whoever's doing the set decoration is like, he's just a hacker. We're just going to see his hands. That's what I would do. (laughs) 100%. Elaine calls her financial guy, who again, that's the kind of family there. They have a financial guy. And says, oh, you know, I can't use my cards. And then, of course, realizes we have been hacked. So hacking at a different level. It's happening. Okay, so now they're back at Cyber Crimes Department with Riverdale Dad. And he's like, okay, well, Carl Cook's an idiot because now he's committed a federal crime by hacking into your financial accounts. And so now this is a crime. And now we are going to get involved. And the detective tells the dad to protect the family by any means necessary, which I took to mean him being like, you should go get a gun. So Elaine and David are driving home from the cybercrime. Oh, this is my favorite scene. (laughs) Really? I, I, okay. So they're driving home. She gets another threatening text. And this one says, surprise, you're it. And then out of nowhere, a drone appears over their car. I screamed. This is our very first lifetime drone attack. Round of applause for our first lifetime drone. Absolutely incredible. This film is so ahead of its time. So the drone is like flying over them very menacingly. And then the drone like turns around, faces directly at the car, and shoots red paintballs at the windshield and then just flies away. It's terrifying. Like also like the idea that like he had that, like he went to the Carl Cook went to the level of getting that drone, arming that drone, following their car, like everything that comes from it. Tracking their GPS. That being said, more Lifetime movies do need attack drones. And I want to say, if you were to reshoot shot by shot a Lifetime movie other than this one with a killer drone, which one would it be? What what movie could have upped the ante with a drone? I think I would do one of the wrong movies. And that's like the wrong Valentine, mm. the wrong. And I would make it the, <laughs> the wrong. The wrong Valentine would be fun with yeah, that. Yeah, I would make it the wrong drone, though. I would make yes. the drone. And so at first, the drone is like really nice and wants to be your friend and like helps find your dog when it's missing. And then at some point, the drone remembers that it was bullied by one of them in high school and then turns on them and tries to kill them. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love it. That night, Peyton is obviously feeling more and more isolated and her parents were the subject of a drone attack. I completely understand why she'd feel this way. Audrey will not answer. Again, they still are like at odds. And then Peyton gets an email from the Harvard of the fictional oh, East, no. Dunforth. No. They tell her they've retracted not only her acceptance to the college, but her academic scholarship. Which we didn't think she deserved in the first place. But still. Now, at first I read this as Dunforth being like, your boobs have been on the internet. You can't do this. But what actually happened is Carl Cook went into the Dunforth admissions (laughs) technology and gave her, like, unadmitted her and gave her spot to someone else. And I imagine they that makes more sense because when it happened, I was like, you're telling me she's the only teen yeah. who's been accepted to this college who doesn't have pictures of her boobs online? Wrong. Okay, done forth. I guess you're filled with losers then. Losers. Oh, a bunch of dweebs, a <laughs> bunch of virgins. I mean, probably it's done forth. Listen. I know. You know, I, whew, the kid from my high school that went to done forth, no way he's got any nudes. <laughs> so later that night, Peyton gets a call from Dom to invite her to a party that he told Audrey to invite her to. So Peyton sneaks out. She goes. She sees Audrey there. They talk. And then Audrey admits that she was the one who sent the photos. 
Peyton, you're right. I've been horrible to you. And I know that you didn't send those photos. Because I did. Why? Do you have any idea how hard it's been living in your shadow? God, of course you don't. Ever since kindergarten, you, you were the star. I was always second, well, third or, or fourth to your first place. Spelling bees, math tests, swim meets. You, you always finished on top. You're supposed to be my best friend. I just wanted you to get a little taste of what it's like for me and, and maybe knock you off that perfect little pedestal for, for just a minute. How could you do this to me? Audrey, Audrey, Audrey. Yeah, I didn't want it to be true. But okay, so, but, so she said she did it because it's been so hard living in Peyton's shadow since kindergarten. I'm like, you've been planning this revenge for it since kindergarten? She wanted to knock her off her perfect pedestal. But when she did it, she immediately regretted it. So of course. Audrey is not who uploaded them to X My X. Audrey, I believe, uploaded them to, I don't even, like, it seems like Audrey uploaded them almost to, like, the breast augmentation site and then immediately them took them down? Uh, my understanding is that basically there was a moment where they were in the room and Peyton's bedroom, Audrey's, before they went to the movie, Peyton stepped into the bathroom and in that moment, because she had, in her mind, she deleted the, the photos, but it was after Audrey arrived. So in that moment, in the five minutes before Peyton would then delete off her phone, Audrey uploaded them from her phone to her computer but then I don't think she uploaded no. them to the site. She said she did it. But then it's like, okay, so I guess we're to think maybe even in that moment, moment, Audrey realized she made a mistake, I guess. Like, so she really, she really didn't disseminate them. Still shady. No, I guess it's, it's bad enough the, in, the intent was there. Yeah. And Peyton is fear. She tells her to shut up. And then Audrey just keeps crying and apologizing and, and Peyton runs away. So yeah. Elaine now knows that Audrey did this. She's consoling Peyton and being like, gosh, girls these days, you know, like yeah. this was not in my parenting book. Then Jane, the woman whose kids were taken away, she calls and says that her request for joint custody was denied. Jane asks to come over to, like, be with Elaine, and Elaine is like, sorry, Peyton's really struggling, and she does not let Jane come over. Now, when I saw this, I was deeply afraid for Jane's safety. Like, I, I worried too. that she was going to do some sort of self-harm. Yeah, this, or, you know, yeah, like, something, some, she'd kidnap her child or something. Like, there would yes. be some escalation from Elaine being like, I simply can't do it. I thought it was an interesting thing to include in there and it's kind of like when Peyton forgot to ask Audrey if she got into yes. Dunforth where it's like yes Elaine is trying to do a good thing but she also has blind spots of like Absolutely. I get that she wants to be there totally for her daughter but like let Jane come over or go meet yeah. Jane for a drink I don't know it was I, I didn't love it then we see another terrible Carl video he really I mean he's getting content out there he is a TikToker he is a bad comedian basically he said I gotta make <laughs> these videos and I guess because you has, he has nothing else going on he does have time unfortunately we then see dad David is driving gets pulled over his taillights out the cop you know asks for his registration when the cop comes back he has a gun drawn mm -hmm. at the driver's side window and screams at David. Apparently, there is uh, what came up on the system. Of course, the system also being on the Internet. There is a warrant out for David's arrest for domestic violence. This, of course, is fictional. This is Carl's doing. 
But of course, the cop immediately is going to pull a gun on him. No, no questions asked. And as a rich white man, David is shocked by this. Can and I, when I saw it, I go, I think this is like kind of regular behavior if he was not driving this Mercedes in a white man. So Elaine bails David out, and then they get another text from Carl. So later that night, David and the family is just, uh, they're at their wits' ends. Mm -hmm. He is staring at this true detective board, and he's like, we have let this Carl monster take over our lives. But Peyton now is the one that said, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep fighting because the only way he wins is if we give up. So Carl calls Elaine and says with one of those like scream boxes, like it's like your name, it's like you've changed your voice, that they're all gonna burn in hell. Okay. And then dad is leaving work, his tires have been slashed. We're basically just showing it's like it's gone so much further than just the photos at this point. Their lives are being ruined step by step, which is what Carl vowed to do. So there the note on the car where his tires were slashed says, if you don't stop Elaine, we will. So it's a death threat. And then they realize that all of their social media, emails, etc., have all been shut down by Carl. And so they are off the grid until he is behind bars. Which honestly sounds like a, a fun break for them. You know what I mean? Just like a <laughs> yes. minute of relaxation. They're like, oh, our social media is gone. That's really all we wanted. <laughs> so given all of this that's happening, multiple mm. death threats, having no money, no access to money, no social media, what does Elaine decide to do, Hallie? You know what? She's a white woman and she's a white woman with that kitchen. So she is still going to yoga class. She goes to yoga. She goes to yoga. The sirens call of yoga class. And unfortunately, when she walks back out, Carl Cook is standing in person at her car. And we find out, Megan, that this is something. This isn't just he's solely a deranged individual online. We find out that Carl was a freshman in Elaine's history class when she was a young, hot teacher. And we get this clip from him. So this is just some sick revenge fantasy. You got me kicked out of school and sent to a juvie hell. I got beat up every day and one guard even had his way with me. You basically ruined my life. Then why go after my family? Just said this is between you and me. brought us back together for a reason so I can ruin your life payback's a bitch teach payback's a bitch teach Ugh, I knew there I knew there must be something yes. more so like yeah he saw Peyton connected it and then it was like this is a way so the revenge porn is mm -hmm. actually revenge of Elaine layered Okay, so Elaine tells Peyton this, which, like, they're very, this family is very transparent with each yes. other. You have to be to survive this kind of thing. Yes. And she said that he was drawing disturbing images and that, yes, she did report him and he got expelled. But she didn't expel him. She just was like, hey, he's drawing really gross photos. And then they were like, yeah, he has to go. Mm -hmm. So then Elaine calls Jane for help, the girl who... Kids were taken away. And Jane is like, no, I can't help you. Actually, my main focus is getting my kids back. So I'm not going to be able to help you. And I was actually very happy to just even see Jane alive, to be honest. Absolutely. I was relieved. I also thought something horrible was about to happen. Yes. Fortunately, again, because he has committed this financial crime and now has revealed himself in person to threaten Elaine to her face, 
finally Carl Cook has is arrested. We see him. Mm-hmm. He's led out of his house in handcuffs. But of course, he's like, I'm going to be out of here by sundown. Like, he's one of these maniacs who's like, you can't cage me. I, I control the net, you know? Uh, he's like, yeah, he's like smug while he's being led away. So Elaine visits David at work. They're just, the fact that they're still going about their lives is wild to me. David's like, I got a porch to design. So she visits David at work to give him an update. And instead of me trying to describe all of this tech to you, let's just listen to the clip. I found the missing link. Cook was working with a hacker. Really? There's a group of women who received an email or a friend request from a John Smith. You think this is Carl Cook? It's very likely. He sent a false hyperlink to them. If you clicked on it, the hacker was in. He could get access to anything, everything that he wanted. Have you sent this to Agent Keller? I had the hacking victims document their stories. I sent everything to him. All of the dots came together today, and they found the connection. Honey, wait, can you prove this? Two months ago, the traffic to xmyx.com slowed down. I guess the vengeance business hit a wall. And this John Smith, I guess he was hacking into computers looking for explicit pictures to put on the site. More hits, more pics, more pics, more hits. You get yeah, yeah. what I'm saying? We also think that he was trolling other sites like Shuttermug, and that's how he stole Peyton's pictures. Right. But David, the CCD has arrested Carl. So the evil genius is going away. I am on my way to the cyber crimes division right now. They are officially shutting down xmyx.com and they've told me that I can come and watch. So that is great news. And I am thrilled to hear this, but there is 13 minutes left in the movie. And I say, I don't, I don't think we're done. That's, that's time enough for two twists if they really want to. That's because I remember, I believe it was the wrong Valentine. There was nine minutes left. 13. That's almost two twists worth of minutes. 13 is plenty of time. Okay, so Elaine, Peyton, and David, they're at the cybercrimes office. They watch as X My X is taken off the internet and they mm-hmm. cheer. You know, it's like, it's almost like when you see a company go public, except for X My X is being taken down. And then Cook is just down the hall being questioned and he made a request that he wants to see Elaine. And the cops are like, no, you can't just like have visitors in your yeah. interrogation room. But Elaine's like, you know what? I'd like to see him too. Which I only, like, if that was me, I'd be like, I'm only going in there to break a bottle over his face. You know, like, I'm only going there to hit him in, with a chair. Right, like, yeah. I, like I'm gonna confront him and like tell him like he lost. He did lose. I'm going to set him on fire. Right, but mm-hmm. once they're face to face, he of course is like, "Boy, you were hot then, and now you're hot now." He calls her a milf, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, "And I can see why Peyton's so hot. He's got what you got." And then he goes on, of course, his incel tirade. The women I, the women he posted is just karma. The karma for being sluts, karma for being hot, and of course the implication, hot and not wanting me. Right. And he screams, mm-hmm. bitches be going down again. The His classic catchphrase, <laughs> bitches be going down. And before she storms out, Elaine turns and she says, karma is the real bitch. And you're the one who's going down. Yes, Elaine. She gets her moment. Get his ass. And this is where I wrote, I also think it's it's actually maybe good that he's only involved in revenge porn at this point because he has big blow up a bridge as the president's motorcade yes. crosses it. Like he is someone who like, like, we're Maniacal. talking Unabomber, Ted Bundy level insanity, right? And we don't need any yeah. more train derailments, okay? No, and he really blames his expulsion on turning him, but it's like, you were the one drawing disturbing pictures of your teacher. Like, I think you had some issues pre-expulsion. Okay, so then it's one month later, and the victims have to testify against Carl for him to get even the minimum, which is two to seven years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Carl does a very over-the-top press conference and announces that he has a new new website called caughtintheact.com. And then his like 
his lawyers are just like standing here. I'm like, that's, he would not be giving this press conference. This is crazy. And Peyton, Elaine, and David are worried that none of the victims are going to come to testify. And then droves of them show up, including Jane, who is there to testify against him. And then he walks up to them and he says he's the real victim and they did this to themselves. And his lawyer just stands there like, yep, this is my guy. And I'm like, no. Someone hit him. If you have to declare to a crowd of women testifying against you, I'm the real victim. And also you just announced you opened your new revenge porn website. Empirically speaking, you are not the real victim here. I say you get 15 years now. I hope the, I hope the judge has a camera outside the court and goes, well, I was going to give you seven. And then I saw you do all these shenanigans. And now you get 18 and I hate your face. Yeah. Okay. So Peyton's up in her room. She gets a text from Dom to hang out. Everything is good. Then her parents FaceTime her from downstairs, mirroring the beginning of the movie. They toast to getting Cook put away for seven years. And then we cut to Carl Cook inside the house because it's the night before he was taken in to start serving his time. He's got a gun and a gas mask. And I go, that's not a good combo. We He also tells them that he has disengaged their carbon monoxide detector and then essentially turns on the gas. So again, this is not, this is the Riddler. Like this is Bane. Like this is not just, this guy's like a bad person. This, he is, he wants to blow up their house and and kill everybody in the building. So of course, David does the only thing you can do at this point as a dad, which is he tackles Carl Cook, a man 25 years his junior, and they just start brawling. And yes. I can think of like, Try to imagine if my father had to start fighting an absolute maniac in my house. Just Mm -hmm. how terrible I would feel. Oh, I would be like, dead. Dad, oh, dad, I would got be to. so hyped. I think my dad would have done this the moment those photos of me. Like, if someone took photos of me and then put them on the internet, you would have a hard time telling my dad he couldn't go there and beating the kid up. Yeah. Unfortunately, during the fist fight, because, of course, Carl has a gun, David gets shot through the chest. We're no. terrified. And we see Elaine hit Cook with, what, what was it again? Carbon monoxide. Hits him with a carbon monoxide container. Yeah, so he has like, you know, he has one of those things that you usually, like there's helium in to like fill up balloons, but it has carbon monoxide in it. So she takes that and whacks him with the gas container. But also it's like, he had to go get that. He had to bring that from home. He had to plan that. Like that, it's like the level of which she's like, I have to bring gas to my mass murder of a family is so insane. I know. And it's also like three on one. Like gas takes time to kill you idiot yeah. so like you think they're all just gonna stand there no so Peyton goes to call 911 but Carl Cook grabs her before she can get there and starts strangling her but oh, Elaine is able to break Peyton out of his grasp but then Cook starts attacking Elaine so Peyton picks up the gas container and then hits Carl Cook over the head and says, don't mess with my family. And this is the moment where I wanted Elaine to pick up the gun off the ground and just fire off six rounds into Carl Cook's body. I wanted Elaine to be like, I'm going to finish this. (sighs) So we cut forward. We don't know how much in the future. Dad is fine, except for he's in um, a sling. Mm -hmm. And Carl Cook in addition to the seven years he was serving, also had three attempted murder charges to it and a ban from ever using a computer again. So even while he's in jail, all he can do is color and make pancakes. Like Mm -hmm. he is not allowed to be on the web in any capacity. Which honestly sounds really, sounds like a treat. Like for, I mean, I'm sure it'd be eventually be 
infuriating, but ugh. Yeah, does he deserve that? So they, sh- the family, the three of them, they share a moment, and then Peyton decides to walk to school, even though she is in a heeled booty. Mm-hmm. And who is out there waiting for her? Dom with his skateboard. And then he asks her to prom. Yay! And she's finally able to get back to the things that really matter in a teen girl's life, which are prom with the quarterback. And again, just to reiterate, I, I, I've, as people have seen one million people, nude people online, no one will, we, we don't remember it, right? So Carl Cook and also, yes. it, but don't be the Carl Cook to yourself. You know what I mean? If you're someone who has that out there, do not blame yourself. Yeah, I do think this is a, a great movie to cover during Women's History Month. Absolutely, 100%. Because it, it is something, as Lifetime mostly focuses on terrible things that are done to women. Revenge porn, as we said, they're ahead of the curve. And I do think this is something that now that we know about it and know that it's so prevalent, it is good to be aware and mm-hmm. then also start like fighting for policies that will ensure that this type of stuff can't happen, whether you're 17 or 27. Absolutely. Maybe I'll run. Maybe I'll run on an anti-revenge porn platform. You do have to. I'm sorry. <laughs> now that you said it. Yes. And my all my commercials will just be all of my naked photos. And been like, you can't revenge porn me because here's my porn. That's honestly a genius. Like, I feel like it, to, it, a woman who will be president will probably have nudes online and will have yeah. to just be like, yep, there are nudes of me online. There they are. And like, she'll probably look great because like we wouldn't mm. allow a woman to be president who doesn't have good nudes. Because no. the thing is, we've never allowed a woman to be president. So right. like- And if we start, <laughs> she's going to have to start with good nudes, unfortunately. So that's, that's our nod to women's history. <laughs> Wonderful. Hallie, thank you so much for joining me. I think this is one of the best films. And I think Naomi's going to be really sad we missed it. I also want to give a shout out to the production quality. It was top notch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Every location was great. The acting, the casting, a real one. You outdid yourself on this one. 100%. The drone technology Absolutely Alone. amazing. I'm yeah. going to take I'm going to take a nude in honor of this film and in honor of you wow. having me. I it was I had an absolute blast. Thank you, Megan. Amazing. Please listen to Hallie's podcast with Allison Leiby called Ruined. It was voted one of Times Best Podcast of 2022? Yes. Uh, We're top 10. Can you believe it? That's incredible. Can you even believe it, Megan? That's incredible. Listeners, I have amazing news. Next week, our queen, our bride, Naomi, returns. And she is coming back for a wild ride with Secrets in Suburbia. Not to be confused with sleepwalking in suburbia. Lifetime loves suburbia. Secrets in Suburbia is about Gloria, who is living the perfect life in quiet suburbia with her husband and two kids, or so she thought. When she suspects her husband of cheating on her with a close friend, strange things begin to happen in this sexy, soapy tale of love, lust, and hate. No one can be trusted. And I mean no one. Watch that and make sure you are back for the return of Naomi and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new Bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, That's my jam. 
This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Aisha Jordan. With sound editing and mixing by The Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. Copyright 2023 a and Television Networks, LLC. All rights reserved. Ha <laughs> ha!